planning a website move? Our guest experts are going to tell you how to set it up for success. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you for hitting play and choosing to listen to our latest Experts Mashup episode. Before we get stuck into that, though, I want to give a quick shout out to Amin Elbashir from Patchworks, who stopped me to say hi at the recent IRX event in London. Thanks for listening, Amin, and thank you for saying hi as well. Now, we're at a fascinating time in the world of e-commerce websites. We're leaving the era of just use Shopify and getting back into the world where such platforms that you choose to be the basis of your tech stack can have a fundamental impact on your success over the next five to 10 years. Now, a replatforming project is not one to be taken lightly. It can have a huge impact on your future success, screwing it up or enabling it, very much enabling it. It can have a huge impact on your team and their effectiveness. And during the project, it can have a huge impact on day-to-day workloads. Let's face it, the days of just doing a site rebuild off the side of the desk whilst getting on with everything else are long gone. It takes a whole team to do these well now, and you have to anticipate the fact it's going to be a huge amount of work too. A little, well, a lot of thinking and planning can go a long, long way. So to help you get your replatforming right, whether you're planning a simple reskin, a tech stack reorg, or a full, full replatform, I've put together this episode. I'm going to start off with a little rant that will save you time, money, and sanity, so bear with me. And then we're going to hear from our six guests from web agencies, marketing tech, and consultants who are each going to answer this question for you. What does a merchant planning a replatform need to know about right now? My guest answers are spot on and tackle many of the biggest failing points in e-commerce replatforming. So you're in for a treat. This episode literally could save you thousands of pounds in costs, hundreds of hours in misspent effort and bring you greater performance from your site in the end of it all too. So please do listen right to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on any of our guests advice or my own take on this whole episode. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then you should check out the latest addition to the e-commerce master plan family, e-commerce tech. Yes, we've got a new person in the clan or a new website rather in the clan. It's a website where you can explore the latest and best technology on offer. We're going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in tech. Head to the e-commerce tech website and sign up to our email updates via ecmp.info forward slash tech. That's ecmp.info forward slash t-e-c-h. So ecmp.info forward slash tech to find out all the best tools for your e-commerce store. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? 
Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now. Just go to ecmp.info forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come on, join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club. Okay, I warned you we were going to start with a rant from me, but it's one if you pay attention to it will save you oodles of time and money and get you to the right answer sooner in your replatforming journey. It's about the tendering process. Now, first off, I have run a lot of tenders in my time. I think I got up to 15 in total, 15 website builds or replatforms from some that cost a couple of grand right the way through to some that cost hundreds of thousands of pounds. Not all of them went well. Um, I learned a lot in the process. We learned a lot. Uh, that was that was a fascinating time, but I've run a lot of tenders, okay? And I was at an event recently where web agencies were chatting about the current state of the market. And one of them said they were currently involved in a pitching process with 10 other agencies. Whoever's running that pitching process, what are you thinking? I mean, like never ever tender 10 agencies. If you're having to do that, then you haven't done your prep work right. If you can't whistle your list down to five or ideally three, you've not done your prep. You don't know what you want. You've not done your research. You are wasting everything. Um, You're wasting your time. You're wasting your resources, reading the proposals, dealing with the queries and meeting with those 10. That's at least a week's work, if not two, if you're doing it on your own. And if you're involving other people in your team, you can multiply that by them. What a waste of your resources. You've got better things to do, quite frankly, than 10 to 10 agencies. Let's just get everyone in is a massively false economy. This is not the way to run your finding the right person to build X for me. Do not do it. And quite frankly, it's rude to ask nine firms to invest time, money and resources in creating a pitch, learning about your business, working out what to do when you're not going to buy. It's rude. I would refuse to be part of it if I knew that was happening back when I had my agency. I'd have gone, no. However desperate we were for for work at that point in time, I'd have said no. It's bad for the economy, all that wasted resource. It's bad for you, all that wasted resource. And it's bad for the planet as well. Wasted resource is just something you shouldn't be doing right now. Do not do it. The good news is, if you follow the advice of our guests in this episode, you won't fall into that trap. You won't waste all these resources finding the right partner. Okay. That's enough of me ranting, I think. Uh, Let's get to our expert guests. Our first is Lee Franklin from DWS, who's starting us off at the start. Replatforming is just like any other journey. Having a clear destination or end goal is crucial to keep you on track. Imagine heading on a trip without knowing where you're going. The chances of you getting lost, taking unnecessary detours, wasting precious time and money are very high. This is exactly the same when replatforming without a clear end goal. It can lead to inefficiencies, missing requirements and missed opportunities. When I talk about planning, I mean thinking about how you're going to get the products in the system, 
How often does this need to happen? How are you processing orders once they're placed on the site? What systems do you need to integrate with? And do those integrations exist in the new platform or do you need to create them from scratch? Knowing your destination allows for more efficient distribution of the budget, time and effort. This means that critical areas of the replatforming process are adequately resourced at the beginning to push the project forward as needed. Part of the planning should also be anticipating challenges that might arise. It's easy to see the potential issues once you have a full overview of the process. This part can also help prevent costly mistakes and oversights by ensuring you have the right talent for the process ahead. Once you get into the process, if you start facing multiple choices, conflicting opinions from stakeholders, referring back to this end goal can provide the clarity you need to keep it focused and to make informed decisions that you need to make. In summary, make sure you know exactly where you want to be with the platform when it's gone live. The vision will also guide you through all the intricate details of the process and ensure that the outcomes align with your business objectives. Thank you, Lee. Yep. As with any project, you need that guiding light, that goal, that vision, that objective to keep you on track, especially when there's so many stakeholders to keep in line in these projects these days. Building on this, as we're going to be doing throughout the episode, is Gabe from Omnisend. Omnisend? Why do we have an email marketer on here, I hear you cry? Well, because a website rebuild isn't just about your website. The first step for me would be to evaluate my business goals and objectives. So before I even start the replatforming process, have I defined my clear business goals and objectives? I need to understand what I want to achieve with this new platform, such as increasing sales, improving the user experience, or expanding into new markets. From there, I need to carefully evaluate all the different e-commerce platforms out there to find the one that aligns with what my business needs, considering factors like scalability, customization options, ease of use, and pricing. From there, I want to develop a detailed budget and timeline for the replatforming project. I need to be prepared for unexpected costs and delays and allocate my resources accordingly. I'd be remiss if I didn't men- mention mobile optimization in all of this replatforming discussion. You know, with the increasing use of mobile devices, we know that time and time again, every year as we go forward in the future, more and more people are purchasing on mobile versus on desktop, so that we have to prioritize that mobile optimization. With mobile optimization, we also need to think about our third-party integrations and how those third-party apps will support that mobile optimization. So whether we're using an ESP or an SMS provider and we're communicating to our customers about the upcoming platform change, this is often overlooked and I'll touch on that in a second, we need to make sure that all those apps are being integrated and the apps that I love on my current e-commerce platform can carry on with me into the new e-commerce platform, or I can find a suitable replacement to continue that customer journey and making sure that data is aligned. One of the things that I think often gets overlooked when replatforming to an e-commerce platform is about how you keep your customers informed throughout the replatforming process. You need to communicate any potential disruptions and provide clear instructions for accessing your store during that transition, as well as give them a heads up on any new experiences they might expect. And then once a new platform is live, you need to closely monitor its performance, analyze metrics like conversion rates, page load times, and customer feedback to identify those areas for improvement. In the ever-evolving world of e-commerce, replatforming can be a strategic move to stay competitive and meet changing customer expectations. By considering these factors and planning meticulously, merchants can navigate the replatforming process successfully and position yourself for long-term growth and success. 
Position yourself for long-term growth and success. Exactly. There are loads of things that you need to make sure you don't forget in that advice from Gabe there. Mobile integrations. And I'm really interested by that tip about keeping your VIP customers in the loop about the coming changes. I have not seen many businesses doing that. And I can imagine it might make you feel a little bit nervous, but how much does that make sense? You want them on board. Ideally, why not involve them in your testing process too? Okay, let's hear from another marketer. This time it's Monserrat Cano from MCAP, who's got three tips to keep you on track. As a merchant, you are trying to provide with the best overall customer experience so that you can best achieve your business goals. I will give you three tips in one to help you with just this. The first one is have a very clear idea in your mind as to why you would need a new website. Is it because the current one is not helping you achieve your current business needs? Is it because it's too clunky? Is it something else? Think about this carefully so that you can better decide whether to embark or not in one of the riskiest digital marketing and SEO projects there are. The second one is plan thoroughly. And this is where a good project manager comes in. They will not just plan thoroughly, but they will help you plan every single step of the process from the groundwork, pre-migration, uh, migration and post-migration. They will help you decide uh, who else needs to be involved in the project, uh, communications, risks, etc., etc. The person who uh, manages this uh, project needs to have a very good uh, SEO knowledge or have somebody next to them who can decide what needs to be done in terms of SEO. Because if there is any problem, the consequences for your brand can be absolutely disastrous in terms of uh, brand visibility and credibility and also um, revenue benefits. The third one is collaboration. And even when it sounds slightly strange, it's not because the nature of every platforming project is such that there are so many moving parts that a project manager needs to be able to coordinate them. And in coordinating them, they need to collaborate with the different departments and people involved in this project. Um, there's um, designers, there's um, content designers as well, or um, juniors who might be uh, helping you with uh, uploading the content or reviewing the content to the new platform, uh, IT as well. Um, and within IT, there will be a, a security uh, team that deals with, with, um, with um, some of the uh, most technical staff. Uh, particularly during the replatforming process, with the when the actually when the when it actually takes place, and so these are my three tips. Now, if there's one part of a website rebuild that most frequently gets forgotten or ignored until it's too late, costing thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds in the process, it's the SEO part, uh, which is why earlier this year we did a whole episode on it with Montserrat on our sister show, Keep Optimising. That's episode 147 on Keep Optimising, if you want to listen to that one. You cannot start the SEO part too early. It should be 
in there from the start. And if you don't have the skills in-house to do that with confidence, hire someone like Montserrat to cover it for you. Okay, next up, we've got James Gerd from Digital Juggler, who's zoning in on another area that's frequently forgotten. Now, James works full time planning e-commerce tech stack moves. So listen to this good advice. So I'm going to focus on change management, an area that's often underestimated and overlooked and can cause lots of issues later in the project if you don't take it seriously. So change management is basically about mapping out the operational impact that a new platform will have on your your BAU, business as usual processes and the impact on team members. For example, you're moving to a new platform where previously um, you used to a specific way of working to set up promotions, but the promotion capability works differently. It might be better functionality, but a different user interface. And there's a different set of logic and rules that can be applied. And the people who are doing this on a day-to-day basis need to be trained up on using that so they can hit the ground running on day one rather than being stuck there and not being able to execute trading plans. So this is really, really essential. And you have to map out all the different training needs that are required for people to be able to adapt and to use the new platform across all the different capabilities and all the different um, stakeholders who use the platform on a day-to-day basis. That then enables you to ensure that you've got the right training environment set up. And then you work with vendors to make sure you've got the training system. So whether this is staging version or access to sandbox where people can try, learn and improve and fine-tune how they work with the new system ahead of live. The next thing you need to do is make sure you have checklists for each of these people. The classic do's and don'ts ready for go live here. Don't forget to to log in here. Here's your login um, user ID and and access. Um, You know, don't do this because we've changed. And here's the documentation step by step with screenshots. That's the ultimate. I know in in smaller teams, people don't often get to that level of documentation, but it's really advantageous to give everybody new documentation. So if they're stuck, on the days leading up or the days prior to law, um, uh, post-launch, that actually they can quickly refer back to the guide rather than have to phone somebody or wait for somebody to help. And plan early. Things like content migration are huge. So we're talking about non-product assets, things like blog articles, lifestyle imagery. Um, and it trips people up because they leave it to the last minute so they don't have the bandwidth to get these things done. And people don't often understand that it's not just a question of taking existing assets and dumping them in. Sometimes you need to reformat. You might have a different um, design now and therefore your current crops don't quite work. Or maybe the mobile crops don't. You've got to redo the cropping to make the images work in mobile. So you need to start as early as possible. You need to actually have a clear view of what your content estate is, what's being migrated, what's not, and that's and the stuff that's being migrated, what's being real reformatted, who's doing it, how, in what formats, and when is it needed, and what's the upload process. You also need joined up thinking. So for example, if you're if you've got a huge amount of um, non-product content like articles and you're scrapping some of them because they're old and redundant, well you need to work your tech SEO to make sure you don't have dead ends where you had previously indexed URLs that now suddenly go to 404 because they're not being found. What are those redirects you need? And the other part in, in terms of like content migration is product imagery. So um, I've worked on a couple of projects where uh, design teams did not brief in third-party studio quickly enough, even though we'd given them lots of warning and said, this is going to be, it's going to take months to do this properly. And we were weeks late launching the site because the product imagery wasn't ready. Everything else was ready. The product images were late because they had to be redone. We needed additional product um, um, uh, image versions to, to fit into the new platform. So those are my, that's my focus, change management. Take it seriously. And my three tips to help you with that is make change management a work stream with a clear plan for all areas that need to change due to your new ways of working. Make sure there's a single owner. It doesn't mean that that person's doing everything, but means they have to take ownership of making sure that the tasks 
that uh, a required change are defined and that everyone's working towards deadline dates. And if there are any issues, that they escalate it so that it's fixed. And linked to that is project management discipline. Track those tasks, report on progress, support people, give people a nudge, but don't let them rest on their laurels and don't let them get weeks and weeks behind because the further you fall behind, the harder it is to catch up later in the project. I love how James's advice is all about the things to do at the start, but with a keen eye on making sure the site is a success once it's live. Planning, 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 people. Love that idea of giving the team access to a sandbox pre-live so they can play, work out their SOPs, standard operating procedures, and break things before it's critical not to. The day that site goes live, you want your team knowing exactly how to run it and make the most of the new tech you've worked so hard to put in place. And con content migrations. There's a lot more than just products to transfer these days. And how gutting would it be if the thing that held you up was a photo shoot? How mad would that make you? Um, James is also the co-host of the Replatform podcast. So if you want more of his sound advice and to dive ever deeper into the world of the e-commerce tech stack, then go and have a listen to that one. Okay, we're going to stop for a little ad break now, but stay tuned because still to come are two more guests and my overall thoughts on this subject. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then you should check out the latest addition to the e-commerce master plan family, e-commerce tech. Yes, we've got a new person in the clan or a new website rather in the clan. It's a website where you can explore the latest and best technology on offer. We're going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in tech. Head to the e-commerce tech website and sign up to our email updates via ecmp.info forward slash tech. That's ecmp.info forward slash t-e-c-h. So ecmp info forward slash tech to find out all the best tools for your e-commerce store. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. -on -one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now. Just just go to ecmp.info forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come on, join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club. Okay, thank you for sticking with us. We've got two more experts to hear from. And first up is Simon Wharton from site building agency Push On, who will be getting deep into the personnel side of a website project. We find so often on projects that the biggest barrier to a rapid success on time is the client does not necessarily have the right people with the right authority on that project, which inevitably leads to delay. You need uh, somebody who's going to be a senior stakeholder, the person that you can go to who can have the authority to 
to get something done, whether it's sign off on data or content or, or structure uh, and the person who you can go to if, if there is an issue in any uh, replatform of any significance of any scale, there are going to be things which don't necessarily go smoothly or need to be um, thought out and worked through a little bit more. The right person with the right authority is the essential piece in making sure that that replatform project, whatever the platform, absolutely will get as close to on time and as cost as possible. Thank you, Simon. Always giving out the advice you will need to hear. Now, our final guest is sharing the tip I think I'd have given if I'd been asked the question. Here's Sandra from Locate. My absolute top tip is to avoid a big bang approach to development wherever possible. As humans, we have a tendency to overestimate our ability to get it right first time and know what it is people want. Let me let you in on a little secret. We often get it very, very wrong, often with the best intent. So push yourself to break your replatforming down into small steps of value, where each step brings you and your customer benefit. It might not be easy, but it's absolutely worth that investment. Replatforming is expensive. Let's not pretend otherwise. Small steps will allow you to get that all-important sheet back, validate what you're doing is helping, not hindering your customer's journey, and get that piece of value out and in use straight away. This way, you get benefits from your investment throughout your replatforming journey, rather than just at the end. If you wait and deploy everything at once, right at the end, you've already spent your money on what you perceive the solution to be not necessarily what your customers needed. And the inevitable rework, additional cost you hadn't planned for. Okay, so great. You're gonna work in small chunks of value, but what do you prioritize first? You prioritize your developers getting themselves a good setup that enables the team to easily and reliably deploy, test throughout, monitor the health of the system and get data about the impact of their work on the customer. Never scrimp on quality, you will always pay for it later. And then, my recommendation would be to understand your existing system thoroughly. Where are your pinch points? What are your risks? Where are the places that perhaps cause you a lot of noise or pain? And look to prioritise work in areas that resolve those issues first. The phased approach makes life so, so, so much easier. Please, if you can do it, do a phased approach for sanity, for good use of resources, for adapting as you go. If the complexity of the project has you feeling overwhelmed, phase it. It may cost on the bottom line a little bit more, but it's going to make it easier to manage. It's going to make it harder to screw up and you can evolve and optimize the plans as you go. Trust me, you will feel the benefits sooner and overall, you will be making more profit from the whole endeavor. Please consider a phased approach. Right then, that is all our experts and their answers to what does a merchant planning a re-platform need to know about right now? 
So after pulling all this together and hearing all their answers, what do I think? Well, first off, I'm amazed no one's mentioned a single buzzword. Composable, headless, etc, etc. None of them have been mentioned and that is quite frankly brilliant because these buzzwords often lead us astray. You know, when the boss says, we need to go headless. So you end up having to find a way to create a headless site, even though your business doesn't need one. And because they can be a distraction to doing the work we need to do, setting the goals, working out who's involved, getting those stakeholders right, taking ownership of the project, building in the planning, taking account of the SEO, the email and the customers. So you too should ignore the buzzwords. Yes, they might be involved in your project, but they'll be involved in your project because they solve a problem that you need to solve or they open up an opportunity that you need to take advantage. Don't go headless and decide you need headless. Work out what the best way to solve your challenges, to take advantage of your opportunities is and do that. So please ignore the buzzwords. Instead, do the work. Do the work you need to do to plan your project well, to research your platform choice and the partners who you're going to bring on board to build it for you. And if you need help with all that, there are a few brilliant consultants out there like James who can help you manage the process and the project and bring in some been there, done it experience worth its weight in gold. As I said earlier, over the years, I project managed about 15 e-commerce site builds from tiny 5k builds to massive 500k builds. And if you follow the advice of our guests, you will be well on the way to running one of the good projects, one of the projects that delivers, one of the projects that stays on track, one of the projects where at the end, everyone is really proud of the work they've done. And most importantly, your customers love the site and love buying from you even more. Now, to get your hands on our notes from this episode, including links to all our guests, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our direct episode short links. Just put ecmp.info forward slash the number of this episode into the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct page on the site. When you get to the website, please do add yourself to our email list because we share many, many things to help you improve your business. If you liked this episode, then why not check out episode 367, where I'm chatting with Ash Hubbard from Grenson's Shoes about their replatforming project, a real merchant's eye view of the whole thing, which echoes a lot of the advice you've heard in this episode too. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode that you do of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses, including pressing, progressing even along the path to net zero. You've heard me read this so many times. How can I not get the words right? Uh, so if you know someone this show can help, please do tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have an amazing week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. Don't miss out. It's time you joined Chloe's e-commerce club, our free club that's all about helping you grow your e-commerce store. Join right now for free at ecmp.info forward slash club.